welcome once again to A Decimation of Dragons, a House of Dragon and Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I am fine, Phil. How are you? Uh, doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? I'm doing okay. And in the province of Alberta, Canada? It's Sean. Hope everyone is doing well. Indeed, as best we can. I had some technical difficulties, so I'm uh, recording from a parking lot using McDonald's Wi-Fi uh, because my home internet collapsed. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, this comes out fine. Uh, we've done this once before, and it worked for a different podcast that we do. And if McDonald's and wants to sponsor of, the podcast, go for it. Yep. And speaking of, uh, yeah, they're, we're using their Wi-Fi, so I'll, I'll give them dibs. Uh, so uh, for folks who are, are curious, we're part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It's a network uh, that does multiple podcasts, so all your co-hosts here are on other podcasts that are on the network, including the original podcast, which is called Dark Discussions Podcast, and that is a weekly podcast that talks about a genre film uh, and uh, basically in-depth each week. Uh, for folks uh, who are curious about this podcast, this is a weekly podcast that talks about the House of the Dragon or it's simply House of the Dragon television series on HBO Max. Uh, we assume everybody has seen the episode, and that's the reason they're listening to us, so we uh, will spoil. Uh, for folks who want to email us, they can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, or they can go to darkdiscussions.com and click the Contact Us menu choice on any menu on any page of the website, which will open up a mailing box, and you can fill it out there. No matter how you email us, please put in the... Park, I mean, the subject line, uh, I guess, House of the Dragon. And so we'll know it's specifically for this podcast here, because, again, we do multiple podcasts. And um, we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, also, uh, Sean, what else can people find on that website, darkdiscussions.com? Uh, you can also find the Patreon button and click on that. And it's a nice way, if you have the financial wherewithal, to uh, support the podcast because the podcast, though it is free, has lots of expenses and costs involved in actually running it. And what you can do is for every $5... Functioning donate, internet. That's, that's one of them. <laughs> um, for every $5 that you donate each month, you get to uh, pick a movie that you would like to get reviewed. And every quarter, it goes into the draw, and one movie will get chosen that can be done on the main Dark Discussions feed or a one of the alternative feeds, depending on what it is. But it's just nice to be able to give back a little something to uh, the podcast for all the time and effort and cost involved. We appreciate any help that anybody would like to give us. Uh, now... Uh... What we do here for, for, well, I already explained that, but today is September 12th, 2022. Uh, that's Monday. Uh, the episode of House of the Dragon, which is the fourth episode that we're going to discuss, uh, was released on September 11th, 2022. And then this episode of the podcast will be released uh, September 3rd. Uh, date stamping everything so folks will be know what's going on because some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we uh, record episodes. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it uh, for the house cleaning, but now let's talk about uh, the episode. Uh, this episode is King of the Narrow Sea. 
uh, directed by Claire Kilner and written by Ira Parker. Uh, there is no information about uh, viewership, uh, though we do have last week's viewership. That is those who watched the episode three as it was running. Uh, that was at 1.75 million. Uh, but we do know that HBO Max has said their numbers are much higher because of the people who stream it on VOD days later. Um, all right. So let's go around and discuss uh, our feelings for King of the Narrow Sea. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. Um, all right. Uh, this episode is my least favorite of the season so far. Um, I thought it, it was a retread of some issues we already have between the princess and her dad um, and Hightower and that dynamic. It just, it felt like a big retread to me. I thought it was filmed. Part of it was filmed very dark and very hard to see what was going on. I didn't like that. Um, And I just felt like this episode, if we're moving years in the future over every episode, I felt like, this could have been about something different than the same issues between Damon and her and her dad and Hightower. Um, it just didn't work for me. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, the king of the narrow sea, I, I'm pretty much right there with you, Barrett. Um, uh, I would give it two out of four stars uh, based off of Roger Ebert's uh, uh, newspaper review system that he did, which means basically mediocre or average at best. Um, the the uh, episode had a lot of nudity and sex, uh, which is, you know, depending on, on your perspective, is a good thing or not. I, I, I will give it one star for that. And then the story itself is for the, about 20 minutes of it, another star, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, the, there was a, a lot of dragging, uh, I felt, during the, the, the uh, King's Landing uh, nightlife scenes. And... Uh, much, much of uh, the, the scenes with the, the, I guess, the romantic and hedonistic parts. Uh, the the episode also made me kind of dislike pretty much all the characters even more than I originally did. So uh, I'm, I, unlike Game of Thrones, where I actually liked the villains as, and I liked uh, a lot of the heroes, there was only like a handful of characters I disliked in that series. Here, um, I'm starting off not liking pretty much anybody. Uh, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean um, the the show is is bad. Uh, actually, as we stated, the, the first three episodes were fantastic um, of the show. Uh, hopefully, they'll uh, uh, hit that speed bump that they hit here and and go back to uh, some really good uh, stuff that we know that they can get. Yeah, I I thought they would have learned their lesson from the Long Night. I think it was the episode in the last season of Game of Thrones where nobody could see what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, and that felt like they just did it all over again here. Not that there was a lot necessarily to see, uh, for some of what was going on, but, um, yeah, it was just weird, uh, that the little Henry V bit of them walking around with the common folk was, as you said, so, so very dark. Um, I, I think. There's not a lot that happened, it, and that really ate up a huge chunk of the show, at least felt like it to me. Um, I like what did happen in the show, but 
Um, and I like the events, but I would agree that it's the, and I still enjoyed the episode and was excited for where the episode kind of ended off. Uh, but I am not, um, yeah, I don't, I think it was probably, I'll agree. This is the weakest of the episodes so far, but I still think it's a solid show. Uh, I think that Sean probably is going to be really happy with at least one of the, uh, things that happened in this episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I already know what that is. And, and Mike, you're absolutely right. Uh, it was a terribly dark uh, episode. Uh, I had to, when I had to switch to my cell phone for a little bit for uh, various reasons, um, I had to go into rooms where there was no lights because I, I literally couldn't see anything. Yeah, and uh, I have a really this, good this episode. I have a really good TV that has really good contrast stuff on it, and I still had a difficult time with it. And that that yeah. to me is just not you're not right. filming it right if you're doing it that way, unless your purpose yeah. is to obscure everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would concur 100. Uh, percent Good points by both of you. Uh, now let's go with you, Sean. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not much else I can really say. Uh, it was the weakest of the four episodes so far, but still better than some of the stuff that's out there. So, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, I, there's stuff that it probably did drag on a little too much, but I do like the stuff of where it was heading and how it ended. So I can overlook the other stuff for what they were where they were headed to at the end of the episode and anytime i get dragon time i'm happy so it was cool to see caraxes have a good fly-in in in the episode so but uh yeah otherwise as i say it was it was the weakest of the the four so far but i have faith that uh, we'll get back on track with uh, the good high bar level that was set at the first three episodes when we get to episode five again all right, sounds good. Uh, all right, well, you can uh, probably move on to uh, discussion of the episode itself. There's a bunch we can talk about, even though, as Mike did mention, there's a good chunk of their time uh, doing that, uh, traveling through uh, King's Landing at night. Uh, so uh, who wants to start? Where, where do we want to go? Well, I'll start by just saying I like the opening, which is... Um, you see uh, King Viserys gets his crown, gets his sword, and prepares to greet uh, Damon. And then Damon uh, shows up uh, with his uh, hair shorn. <laughs> he's He's got uh, a new look going on. Uh, and appears to reconcile with the king. And it felt weird, in a way, given how, it, how the, 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 the show had ended off before. Um, but I, you know, we are now about four years from when he was first exiled. So uh, I thought maybe there were there was some change of heart going on here. Maybe that would have been an interesting twist for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Actually, have <laughs> uh, somebody not be a total jackass his entire life. You know, he's four years older. Maybe he's matured a bit. He certainly, you know, <laughs> he certainly was expecting expecting to die. I'm sure. Uh, I think we all expected him to die. Uh, <laughs> but I even thought like just. The fact they focus on giving him, uh, they focus on give on, on Viserys getting the crown and the sword, then is echoed when Damon comes in wearing his own crown and carrying the crab feeder's weapon, 
and uh, then tells him to add the weapon to the throne and hands over the crown and swears his fealty. Um, so it was just a matter of showing those as items of power, showing Damon kind of walking in sort of kind of as an equal in a way. Uh, and then, yeah, and then just kind of walking out, the two of them walking out of there as brothers arm in arm, right? Uh, right. I thought that was kind of a nice scene, and it makes it just more sad when you get to what's going to happen soon. Yeah, and that's interesting that you bring all that up, Mike, because uh, at that point, uh, I actually didn't think uh, Damon w- was in trouble. I thought uh, it was going to be the prodigal son from the Bible type of story, because uh, I, right. this this Sunday, yeah. th- that's was partly what 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 my uh, the gospel was at the Roman Catholic Church that I went to. So that's what I thought. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so he comes back. He kind of admits that he's, you know, he is what he is, you know, and, and the, the, the uh, King open arms accepts him back and they have a big feast. And I thought everything was going to be cool. And, and then like you said, Mike, uh, Damon or Damon or whatever his name is, uh, has not changed at all. He's still a, a dirt bag and, there's just some, <laughs> something wrong with him that 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 I can't explain. There's just something wrong there. I was just say I was kind of expecting that reconciliation to be a problem as we went further into the episode. As I'm like thinking, oh wait, these are Targaryens. Is this the way they're going to solve the Rhaenyra marriage problem? That's exactly uh, what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and technically, it wasn't where they went with that. So right. Uh, Right. Sean, you were going to say add to that, too. Well, I was going to throw this sequence, I guess, was it just before when Rhaenyra's, I think, in sitting with the Baratheon, trying to go through the potential suitors, and you have the kid, I can't remember the house's names, I apologize right now, but where the kid comes up, and then the other guy is Blackthorn, is mocking him, and then it escalates to the kid killing him. And they're just walking out like nothing's happening. <laughs> I thought that was a, a that didn't speak well of the uh, the people per se. It was my favorite part of the episode, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well, yeah, and, and it, it just was another example of, of how, unlike Game of Thrones, these characters I just don't like. I mean, Renea or whatever her name is is supposed to be like the hero. I, I'm guessing. I, I have no idea. I honestly do not know if she's supposed to be the hero, but she's definitely not a likable character, in my opinion. She's just too immature, too aloof, too whiny, and and her attitude in this scene here, which, like you said, Barrett, is probably the best scene of the episode, uh, is like complete indifference and and stuff. And it was just it's just uh, an interesting aspect. Um, of, of of this character, Rhaenyras, uh, and I, I'm guessing. I agree with you. I, I think they made I, her less likable in this episode, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know what? I'm thinking it may be intentional. I think they maybe they they were setting it up to turn her into a, a if not a villain, an unlikable uh, person, like like her. Uncle, I don't know. Well, I Go think on, you have to. You, oh, oh, Mark, yeah. You, you, you yeah, have on, to. She, she's 18 years old. 
and being forced to marry someone she probably doesn't really want to or when she's not ready to do it. So I, I, I think I can understand a lot of it. And she is entitled because she is, you know, the Targaryen princess. And they've been whole raised with this idea of the Targaryens being better than everyone else. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get the but I think that's that's kind of where the character should be. Um, and I can empathize with a lot of it, even if I've, I'm a little weirded out by where she ends up going in this. Yeah. And she, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I see your point, Mike. It's just that compared to other characters that were in Game of Thrones that were near her age, um, I feel she is just a spoiled brat. Well, and, there's and nobody. Again, I, I understand if this is a modern day, yeah, you know what, a lot of the crap she has to do for uh, the house is 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 kind of sucks. But you know, I mean, you know, and it, we we know how the other side lives in real life in Game of Thrones, and they live like shit. So I don't know. I, I just don't find any sympathy for the character. I think at all. there's a bit of a uh, petulance to her. And we see when she's having the talk with her dad later on about, you know, the hypocrisy of how the male heirs and whatever can go out and father tons of bastard children. And that's cool. But a woman has to be chaste and virtuous and clean or whatever. And the kind of a hypocrisy that she's. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of aspects to why she acts the way she does. I'm not saying it's right or all right or whatever, but I can sort of understand that there you've got an 18 year old kid with all this kind of stuff going on. You've got this privilege and you know, that, you know, like you mentioned, we're above everybody else. So you have all these like issues that don't make it any easier. Well, you know what I, and, I hear? I, I hear, a very small violin. <laughs> That's all I'll say, Sean. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't mean that to stop the conversations. I mean, we keep on talking about it, one or 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 specific scenes that she's in that make her likable or unlikable, or build her character or don't. Um, so. Well, you could even look at yeah. the scene where she's talking with Allison, right? And they're how they're both, you know, kind of wishing they could be someone else, or like have this, this right. the uh, their positions swapped. But Allison but like, is so much better it, than her. Right, and 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 they still can be friends. There's no reason they can't be friends. You know, I mean, it's. It, I, well, mean, I think you, they 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 go a long way to repairing that that ep- this episode. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah. But then you know that it's this is like that's <laughs> going to lead to something much much worse. So oh, it almost yeah, it yeah. almost makes it more sad, right? That like there's the even the stuff with Damon and uh, Viserys, where you think for the moment before we realize what da- you know what Damon was actually doing. Um, that, you know, maybe they can actually find a way to patch this up. It's like you get these little glimpses that you know this could be better then we're gonna burn it all down targaryen style <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess that this we had we probably should have gone into this thinking this is going to be a tragic story no matter what 
uh, whether you read the book or not, just for the fact that it's Targaryens. Um, well, I expected and, that. You know, they completely self-destruct. Yeah. That's, you can have a tragic story, though, and still have likable characters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, Romeo and Juliet, right? They, they, there's yeah. a couple of characters in there that people like, and it's tragic, you know? Um, but, yeah, at the moment, um, I... I mean, my, my, Mike, you're right. You know, she's is 18 and whatever, but I think, I think they're just focusing way too much on the bad attitude. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think you're I, focusing I think way too much on the bad, attitude. bad attitude. Repeat that. I'm sorry. I said, you might be focusing too much on the bad attitude. I think there's some of it's justified. Oh, I agree. Some of it's definitely justified. <laughs> I think it's well, they're showing us a lot of flawed characters who are in the wrong place. Like none of these people should be in power because they're all flawed in really bad ways. Well, technically, should anybody be in power is the question well, you kind of. See and that's from another this. thing. That's another thing, right? <laughs> well, and, and I, I mean, justified or not, I mean, that, that you either go for the rebellion or you just suck it up. You know, I mean, that's that's what what unfortunately happens around the whole world everywhere, right? But, you know, certain. Uh, so those are your only two options. World, you know, well, I, I I don't know what the options are. What else? What else is there? I, well, I, well, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't see why she's not trying to be an ally to her father, especially when her father has has named her the the. the but heir. keep in mind, Phil, that he doesn't talk to her often. And this is that's something they've addressed in the show, right? Is that he'll go for long times without talking to her. So if you don't communicate, then that makes it really hard to to uh, move forward it, or anything, but, right? But, but who's at fault, right? I, I mean, I don't know if he has a a dinner set up every night and she just happens to go off and do. Well, we can't assume that we don't we don't does. know that. No, right, but so he's also the, that's my point. We don't he's know the either cake. way. Well, and if I was him, I'd be with Allison in the bedroom the whole time, popping out babies. I mean, come on. (laughs) It's hard. Well, I I think what you're you're thinking of is going to be hard to do if she's always popping out babies. Well, you know what I mean. But but, what what are you trying to say, Mike? But but Mark, Mike, what are you trying to say uh, that he's the king? Go on and explain what you're about. He's the king. If he wants to set time, have time for his daughter, he would find time for his daughter. And it's clear, you know, there, there would, it's, that would be there. He's not. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case here. He's not the one doing. It. He's the one that sent her around the world on a on a trip to go find a husband. And for some reason, you saw what the best he could find were. That's yeah. not a good sign. A <laughs> kid and an old guy. No wonder she's scoffing, right? I mean, yeah, she has an attitude because both of them were ridiculous. Well, that's the thing that's, I guess maybe Game of Thrones is a better show because Game of Thrones, even though they didn't fast forward when at points when they should have fast forwarded, uh, at least you got a general idea of what was going on. Here we just have to assume, based off of you know one or two lines in, a, in an entire episode, that oh, I just haven't had dinner with you for a while or, or whatever. So uh, I mean, I I don't know enough, and I I don't really can't comment on it. But I mean, obviously, if if you want to state, Mike, 
that the king is the king and and therefore if he wants to do it this way he wants to do it this way then yeah, maybe you're you're right i don't know so but yeah i mean i'm not trying to say that uh my dislike of all all the characters or a good portion of the characters as i said offline to, to sean earlier about if whether someone likes this episode or not this, that's just my opinion it's it, you know other people may say oh i love this character i think that character's awesome i don't know what phil's talking about and that's fine that's fine i'm, I'm not too concerned either way and well i think there's a, there's certainly a thing where i think all these characters are trapped in a world that they didn't make that are just put but, in situations that they are i mean and that goes to that's all of us though oh i understand no, I, that but it's also you have they have you have a lot more freedom in in your own way to to do things than the characters in this show do yeah even the king it seems like he's free, but he's not. He's chained by his responsibilities and by other and people his, expecting things of him. And his inability to make decisions as well. Well, yeah, that's his flaw. <laughs> that's his character flaw. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Renera's character flaw is, I think, that the, is the fact that she wants to or seems to want to shirk her duty um, or re- her resistance to doing her duty. Although she does finally step up at the end and, you know. Uh, not only give her father some really good advice, uh, but then also agrees to marry uh, uh, Lenore, Lenaris, Lenar, I don't know, whoever yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the Valerian guy, right? Yeah, the, the, the baby sea snake, yes. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, well, and yeah, that, that's the thing with, with her character is that she wants the to be queen or empress or whatever they call it, but like you said, Mike, she also wants to usurp or usurp her her duties as well. So, you know, she wants to eat her cake. Well, she's and, also. You know, what, yep, go on. Well, she's also being told that she has, you know, constantly, and she has her uncle doing it. That uh, in this episode, uh, that people are, don't want her to be queen. Yep. And she has to worry is about that is her baby brother going to end up betraying her and taking the throne away from her. There's a lot of shit that comes with this. She didn't ask for this in the first place. Right. Well, you know, though, the the thing is, is uh, everybody uh, that's in that position, there's going to be people that don't want you as their leader. Because there's, I'm sure there's a group of people that say, I want Damon. I don't want the, the king, you know, and other people saying, I don't want. Uh, yeah, not the, the same uh, thing. His, the king's daughter. <laughs> well, obviously, the, the gender politics are tossed in there. That's fine, Mike. And I know that's where you're going at, and that's what the show is obviously most certainly no, pointing not, no, at. But, so but Damon doesn't even have a, have a, is, is not, doesn't even have a really a right to be king. She has the right to do it, to be queen. Right? I, I, I technically, you're right. But also, you can argue you're wrong too because the king is changing standard, and so some people are pissed that. Oh, you're the he, one who supports Stannis. Okay, because he was the next one. Because he was the rightful next one. Yeah, that's true. In, in the Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. And don't she's the rightful next heir. B- based off of the new rules, right? So well, there are no rules. It was tradition. There was not <laughs> a rule. Tradition, yeah. It's not a rule that's written down that you can't do it. It's just the way people feel. Gotcha. 
that's fair. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm just not as sympathetic to the, any of the characters on this show as you are, Mike. I'm not sympathetic to any of them. I think they're almost all assholes, except for Allison, who's doing what she's supposed to and trying to maintain her connection to her family while not betraying her new family. Um, and she gives good advice to the king. Yeah, I would concur. I, I mean, I, I haven't I, seen I, her give I, him bad I, advice. She's actually given him better advice than the hand. Yeah, I would concur on that, too. Absolutely. So that's that's a fair point. I, I, that's a good. I like her. She's a good character. Yeah. So anyhow, um, there really isn't much that happens right before. No. No. Right. So the so you get this sort of reconciliation between uh, Alicent and Renera. Yep. Uh, I did kind of find that moment when they're talking about the tapestries. Would you like to go see the tapestries? Um. That but that, yeah, but it's also then the on the on the second watch, right? The father uses the line of uh, you know telling her to give in to her desires or don't de- deny yourself or something like that, uh, which is of course going to backfire terribly um, as advice. <laughs> and then yeah, and then and then she goes off to her little chamber somewhere. Uh, oh, and by the way, the the that horrible stick your foot in the mouth of. Oh, how great it is to be, you know, trapped into a, a, a trapped in a castle, pumping out babies every day. Um, saying that to Alicent, who's just yeah, that, that was a shot. That, that was a shot. Well, it wasn't a shot. She wasn't trying to. She realizes after she says it that yeah, that it is that she just kind of stepped on exactly what uh, what her friend is doing and where her friend is stuck. But she doesn't see it that way because she still sees it as. My friend married my married my dad, and now his friend is my mom. <laughs> Just a weird situation, <laughs> but that's also she does apologize for. It, you know, it's uh, and they do get, again get that where they hold hands at the end, and they say that you know they've missed each other, and and again that's sure. a, that there's some reconciliation, and so you have these two reconciliations to start the show off, and that is not going to end well. Um, right. it's Game of Thrones world. Yeah. Well, and also that that perspective uh, of what she said that she goes, oh, sorry to Allison is uh, I mean, we haven't seen Allison enough to know whether or not she hates her life or not. Um, I, I, I don't think a queen concert is necessarily an awful life. So I, I just assume he doesn't seem thrilled by marriage. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you probably, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, I mean, if she could choose different way, I guess, I guess, yeah, I don't don't know, but I I mean, yeah. She obviously did not want to marry a guy that's like three times her age. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that she wasn't thinking that, that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know if she was thinking about once it was the king, though, it's like, ooh, that's kind of cool, I don't know, you know, because we've seen people do that in real life, where they'll, they'll marry someone just for... Uh, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't seem to be the type for that, and but she did do, do her duty because her dad basically ordered her to do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, her dad set her up into that in that position, and uh, she did a really good job. You know, she she could have <laughs> if she chose, like to sacrifice to, to sabotage it. Right? She just says something to, to alienate the king or piss the king off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she's and if Allison, maybe if she has a flaw, it may be that she might be too beholden to her duty. Um, well, you well, she, well, she, you know, she's a good mother. So, and that's a duty I, I, to everybody. Is she? You know, we don't I know that. So based, well, based off of how she was holding her kid, they showed, you know, a couple scenes there. And obviously the kid's a little colicky, but she wasn't getting upset. She didn't yell. She didn't, you know, like they she, she wasn't exactly thrilled by it. She seemed to be kind of going through the motions. I mean, we haven't seen enough of her interacting with her children to know, right? Um, right. But, but, you know, if this was a different show or, or a different situation, they would have showed her yelling at the kid or, or putting the kid down and covering her ears, you know, similar to like they did in, in uh, we need to talk about Kevin, that movie or, or book or whatever. But I think but, she's, she's you know, doing you know, it as every, her duty mother, as her mom. But the, you're right. But, but every, every parent, you know, I had to wake up at three in the morning and my wife did too. Or, and, you know, we had to rock our, our kid, you know, and we're like, Oh, this is horrible, but we loved our kid and we, and we're still great parents. So, that that's just a, a normal aspect of, of being a parent, you know. But I mean, but but I'm saying we have not seen enough to know how good or bad of a parent she is. Well, oh, I'm I'm agreeing. This show is going way too fast for real details. You're absolutely yeah. right. But based off of the one or two minutes they show of each character, they show they decided to show her being kind to her child. Rather than ignoring her, or or, or they, having, but they were yeah. showing it to her. To, I think for the opposite reason was to show her kind of feeling burdened by this and trapped by it, not to show her being kind to her child. Well, it could be both. You you can be trapped, feel trapped because you have to take care of young ones, but you can also still love. Them. And she was also she, taking care of old ones. You know, is that again? I think this is a this is a character who's defining herself by her duty. And is giving a lot of herself because duty demands it and is probably losing a lot because she's just living by what her duty is. And that, and that is, there is certainly a, a, a noble aspect to that, but there's also a tragic aspect to that too. Right. Yeah. Where, yeah. where Renera is being told to, to give into her desires. Uh, Alicent is basically, you know, locking them away because of what, Duty is demanding. Okay, well, and if we follow the way it shows duty in this and desires in this show, both of them suck. I I can't see how how Allison, who's a one eighty to Verneris, how how one is worse than the other. To be honest, I don't think I was making any comparison. Oh, I wasn't saying. Oh, oh, I'm sorry if you if you thought that's what I meant. I, I was just saying that 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 what what I I see in the, in the show is this, in the same scene that you saw her feeling trapped and burdened. I saw someone that was morally um, taking her duty of being a mother. And I oh, guess right, you, that's and it. She's said, taking her duty of being fun. a mom. She's not like enjoying. Right, but- in, in yeah. what we've seen of her in the last two episodes, really enjoying her position in life. She's isolated. She's alone. She's going to be even more isolated and alone when we get into her in the next episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, think, I think the tapestry scene was the one that really showed the isolation, right? Right. 
And and the reason I think that is, and, and I mean, obviously the, the silliness of the King and his brother laughing at that makes sense. But obviously Allison was doing it to be polite or, or move people along or whatever. And then she was a butt of the joke, even though it, I don't think they intentionally made her the butt of the joke, but that's what she felt. Am I right to think that? Yeah. But yeah, the one scene they decided to show with her with the kids, but at least they showed her with the kids, right? They could have had her dump the, the kid off to some nanny or something like that. And that's where I thought they were going to go. Um, but you're right. Next episode, she may be even more isolated. And the scene where she talks to Veneris about how they missed their youth, I guess, before all this. Um, shows that that her state of mind i guess and and no, when you think because, about it it all everything changed oh go on well because with their youth that's when neither one had any responsibility right right yeah i mean it's it's rosebud basically you know right she could uh, you know the, uh allison could be in the garden reading her books and reneris was free to go ride her dragon right right Right. And I think Allison also was a uh, horse rider, too, wasn't she? Yeah. But I can't remember. I, I just swore that she, when we were introduced to her character in, in episode one, she was on horses, too. Um, now, uh, Barrett and Kevin haven't spoken much about anything. You mean so Sean? I, yes, I meant Sean. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. uh, further on, Allison. Well, I was going to say that that was touching on with Mike's stuff was that, like, with the sequences when she is having special time with Viserys. She doesn't, she doesn't look very happy. And she's no. doing her duty. She looks over at him and she, smiles. <laughs> but she, she looks, he's looking. <laughs> yeah, she looks really not happy and enjoying the situation. So I, I, was think, I was going to say is that duty and enjoyment are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Right. Well, and I like um, Mike's point too, which is, if I interject for a second, that this, I guess, quaint reunion or, or, or forgiveness of each other, uh, it's it's Game of Thrones, so it's it's not going to last properly. But cause well, no, because look at what happened by the end of the episode. Right? Yeah, is that yeah. is that is that yeah. Rhaenyra is now going to basically get her father? I don't know if he's going to be exiled, but he's not going to be part of the court anymore. You mean uh, get get her uh, her uncle? No, it was her dad. No, Allison's fault. Tower. Yeah. Oh, Which, yeah, yeah. So, that's oh, going to so, create yeah. a rift for sure. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and that's because of Allison confronting her later, and and again, we got an eighteen-year-old Veneris, but I think she's the one that's rolling the. the rolling everything along right even if the uncle is a dirtbag and even if hightower um has a, a strange logic veneris is the one that roll is going to roll everything forward i think well hightower deserves what he gets he's been following the family around all the time that you know he's been the, yeah, the, no the family to, yeah the king there's, is there's finally no at, at the problem. end of the king's finally at the end of allowing that to happen. Um, it was pushed too, too far. Well. 
Yeah. So he didn't even pick up on something. Like, he understood, yeah, he's he's uh, doing what, what I've been saying. He's doing what every family, everyone who comes in contact with the king is, yeah. is jockeying for his best position. But this is where uh, Rhaenyra basically says um, his 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 grandchild is the potentially the heir to the throne. You can't trust what he says anymore. And yep. there she's absolutely right. He has too much personal interest, even if he is. And if you watch the, the behind the scenes thing, they do say that he still has love and affection, you know, and friendship with the king. But yep. it is a it is a temptation that's there. It is a, a thing that's there that's going to make it impossible for him to give a, a fair and honest and open advice to the king because he has this other competing interest. Even if he is trying to give the best advice to the king, he's going to have that thing on his shoulder telling him, do what you know, do what you can to help your family, as opposed to where the hand's duty should always be first and foremost to the king. And the thing that Viserys brings up too is the questionable nature of how he became the hand in the first place by possibly being involved in his dad's death. Right, which we never and probably never which will get know, an answer which for. Which we'll never know for sure. But, right. so but it, it, and, and, and that, could, that could just be uh, something to push the issue and, and just BS because she just doesn't like Hightower. But continue, Sean, you're going to say. But, well, I mean, she never said that, though. That's like Viserys literally brought that up to Yeah, Nevada. Viserys brought that up. Right. She had nothing to do with that, that part. She had nothing to do with that whatsoever. The so thing the is, is it's brought just, that up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the yeah. thing is, is if Viserys, as much as he doesn't want to make a decision or whatever, there's some things he is aware of and has questions of. And it's, and this is, this isn't the first time that Otto has been removed as hand of the king too. Right. That's what I read in the books is that, that he was removed a few times in his time as hand of the king. So, he just always manages to to wrangle his way back. So, like Billy Barton, former former Yankees manager who had a history of getting fired and rehired by the Yankees over and over and, and, and over again. And and he was awesome because he was Portuguese American from Oakland, and um, uh, he was a beloved uh, member of the Perrin family. Well, not really, but but we, we, we love the man in our house because he was the only Yankee we liked. What liked? He was the only Yankee we liked because he was. Yeah, okay, that's not a recommendation. But anyhow. Um, he should be in the Hall of Fame, too. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Yeah. But that's other here. But yeah, so whatever it is, I, I think she, she's absolutely right. And there are questions, and the, the, the way they play very, very close to the vest, which is, well, was she being followed? We know the, the white worm who. Uh, we're, I'm assuming is the uh, uh, Damon's right. You know, is you know she's got her little birds around town that the same, you know, the same as uh, Varys will be in in 170 years or so. So was she being followed? Was it just the little bird in the right place at the right time? And that's um, a fair point. Yeah. When you have Otto go to tell the king as to what he's discovered. He is reluctant to, to tell him that was that an act or was it genuine because, you know, it's going to hurt the king. It's really hard to tell how conflicted, whether he's conflicted. And we, we never, we may, again, may never get the truth and it's all going to be open for interpretation. Um, right, you know, right. so and the same thing, by the way, with Damon was, 
you know, because it's his his ex is the one that has the little birds, and did he intend to do this in front of the kid so that they can report and get the word back, or was that just a happy accident? Right. How much of this was intentional, and how much of it, you know, was not? Right. Um, and, and I don't know if we, we're going to find that out. Right, right. The thing right. that's that interesting a, from well, this is that this uh, Mysteria starts to take the role almost of a Varus. Right. Right. Well, one one correction, uh, Mike. Um, uh, we, we we in our house, my mother also liked Roger Maris too. But back to um, uh, this show here. The the thing is, is whether it was intentional or not, I guess he he had to make a decision whether or not to tell the king. Now, that's the problem is let's say it was unintentional and it was just like you said, a bird that was there that that told him. So the bringer of bad news becomes the, the villain, even though you're doing nothing wrong but giving the bad news. So <laughs> You know, that's that's why, you know, if you see, you know, they always say, don't tell if you you're, you find out your friend's cheating on his wife, because if you tell the wife, you're they're going to hate you as much as they hate. the you know, oh, I don't know, you know, how it is. You, you just don't tell anybody. You don't tell anybody if they stole the, the money or the this or it, you know, because the person who brings the news gets effed it's over. Late. Yeah. And, and, and so it's the yeah. it's the phrase. Yeah. Don't kill the messenger. Right. Right. Exactly. And so Hightower, if he doesn't tell. And the king finds out, which he may, because I assume Damon is going to eventually bring it up. Someone's going to bring it up. Um, and if and he goes to Hightower, you knew and you didn't tell me, you know. So he's fucked either way, Hightower. You know. Well, so, and, and the the, and the problem again, is that's again assuming it was just information. He, if he had him followed, that's a different story. But go on, Mike. Well, and the problem is that. Was that the proper response? Um, let's let's go to Varys for a second. Would Varys have done that? I think he would have followed up and confirmed what happened before he brought it to the king's attention. I think yeah. with Otto, even even if his his intentions are are pure and just you know I've got a you know oh I, I need to warn the king that this is a thing that happened. Um, he may be spurred to action because he, he is going to benefit from it. And so rather than, you know, they talk about in the media, the uh, idea of this, a story that's too good to check. And so they just run with it before they've done all their due diligence. Uh, and we've yeah, seen a lot of that. All the time. Right. Yeah. And so just because it, it fits a particular narrative, well, here's this narrative that he wants to be true. He wants Rhaenyra's, uh, uh, Rhaenys to be not fit so his grandson can become king so right. he maybe doesn't check the facts um as thoroughly as he should and it's um, an accumulation of what he's done too right because he's been but, pushing 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 for a but, while so. but but you, but you know what sean though is damon doesn't deny it right so right. technically well, Otto, no matter what the outcome was with Otto following up and getting references and all this other stuff to make sure it's true. It appears that Damon is not denying it. And as a result, even if Otto was sloppy, intentionally sloppy, because he wanted it to be true, he was actually 
arguably in the right. Well, even worse, she did have sex that night. I don't know if she's had sex before, but if someone was to check her maidenhood, like, you know, they did in those times, um, she is not a virgin anymore, from what we can tell, from what they kind of showed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and and my guess is because they have the, the uncle say, tell her that, you know, sex can be pleasurable for the woman, too. Um, I have right. a feeling that that she has this psychological hang up. Remember, she was, I'm guessing, based on the timeline they've given us, that she was 17 last episode. So she would have been about 14 in the first episode. Right. So I'm going to guess, even as a Targaryen, she was not sexually active at 14, and so she's got this this picture of her mom as a broodmare, being as she describes it. She, you know. From what I understand, the mother and and the king loved each other a great deal. That yeah. that was a good relationship that was there. We don't see it because she's in labor the entire time and then dies. He has right, to make right. that yeah, awful well, they, decision they, too. You know what? Right. Though, they they do show that what that two minute scene or five minute scene when they're in the bathtub and they're going way fast. They only show a couple minutes to get to tell us the audience. What we see is is that the, the king and queen, with that few minutes, they're trying to show us that they are very much in love. Right. Now, obviously, they made the scene where they have the, the cesarean and the deaths occur, which, again, is, is completely different than what, what is in the book. And not that that matters in a sense, but obviously they wanted to make the show a second uh, side, I guess. In, in the TV show to make it, I guess, the king not as um, uh, lovable, in a sense, to the audience. Uh, but, oh, no, you're right. I think the mother and the father of Veneris uh, were happily married and loved, and the mother didn't feel like Allison. So I, I, I'm not sure why she, the Viserys, um, with that type of role model, the mother, felt different uh unless she's just a rebel kid or or she just sees things differently than other people i don't know i mean or she's she's traumatized by the fact that having birth killed her mother yeah that that she's she's of that age where i'm going to guess the mother would contextualize that in a more positive light thing perhaps about sex from her mother and that can be pleasurable too. And all she has is this idea of sex as this thing that that kills women. And you know, she's learning she's, from her uncle too. And then she's <laughs> learning from her uncle. Role model, <laughs> right? And and yeah. So I, I think that this all gets tied up. And then you know she obviously has these feelings for um for her guard, um, Cole. Sir Christian. Yeah, yeah Christian Cole. Cole, right? And and so that's a thing. But she doesn't. She's never acted on it. But now that. You know, Damon's created a monster, and so that's that's sort of the irony is that, if, like you said, if they uh, they had, they have managed to go check, and we know they would do that back then, they would go check to see if she's intact. Although she's a dragon rider, that could do it too. Uh, she, you know, that they would have found that it hadn't. It would have actually backed up the rumors, even yeah. if the rumors were were going to be wrong. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bad like I don't even know what the what the what Damon's plan was because was he trying to woo her in hopes of marrying her that he becomes her suitor? 
And then and he, he couldn't even pull it off. off. Then he couldn't even pull <laughs> it off. It was like he failed completely. Oh, yeah. I think, um, I think yeah. there's an aspect of him, though, trying to cause trouble is what he was actually trying to do. Do you think I he think, didn't expect her to get into it? Like she would have. No, I didn't think so. I didn't. Yeah, I don't think he expected it. And then when it, she <laughs> did, then he's like, "Oh, fuck!" And then he had, then he pulled the pulled the shoot on it. But notice that when he talked to to uh, Viserys, like most people would try to explain things, he didn't try to because he was intentionally trying to cause strife. Right. And yeah. that, and like Allison pointed out, you can't trust him. <laughs> For what he says, right. So, so no matter what Otto and his, you know, and his spying efforts were attempting, right? Damon was going to still cause his own form of chaos. Well, and that's the funny thing is too, is they show a scene earlier where Veneria or whatever her name is um, confronts Damon and says, "Why are you really here?" So she knows he's a a sore spot and, and untrustworthy, you know, but she allows herself again, it could be because she's 18 to fall, uh, or, you know, her, 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 I guess, animalistic instincts to, um, control her because he and Damon knew what buttons to push, even though she originally confronted him knowing, you know, calling him out for, for showing up in the first place, you know, but, yeah, it's uh, D- Damon is uh, he's a bad guy, um, and it's funny because he fe- it felt like Mike said in the beginning it felt like he was gonna change his ways. I did. I felt that way too. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah. A but it was all a plan. Back. It was all a plan. <laughs> and, and I don't understand why he's such a dink. Except he just wants to be power, right? I mean, I mean because his brother's a king, so that's that's fair. So. I guess he just thinks he should be second in line once his brother dies, you know, pretty much. Yeah. So, so he's just, he's just, uh, he's just bad, bad seat when it comes to the law of progression, I guess. I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, and, and we see that always where, where there's, you know, brothers and generals and various party members fight over, to take over when someone falls, you know? So he's just one of those megalomaniac, you know, or I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to tire him with behavioral health issues, but, but he, he's definitely an, a, a character that, uh, craves power, ultimate power, because he, otherwise he wouldn't do, act this way because he has enough power. He could be the King's second in command, his general, his hero, his, best friends because they're brothers but he, he doesn't want that he wants more he just craves more power well and and he has been he spent most of his life as the heir to the king right you know he or at least as the presumptive i'm not clear on whether he was ever named heir to the king or heir to the throne or if he was presumed as the oldest male that he was right. going to get it um right. But so he's been raised with this literal entitlement, right? With this sense of entitlement to this thing that he maybe wasn't really entitled to, but he presumed he was. And so he has a feeling that this is a thing that was his and was taken away from him and he doesn't like it. Right. And, and, and it's, it's bizarre. Again, that shows that he has this crave for power because 
like I said, when we, we talked about the first episode, if the king ever got remarried and had more children and Damon decided that only males could be heirs, there's, there was a chance in the next 20, 30 years that the king still could have a male heir. So even if he got overstepped by the daughter, there was still going to be a chance that there was going to be a son. Yeah, the, so, the fate seemed to be intervening to make why, sure that didn't happen. Right, right. But just common sense is, okay, my, my brother's 40 or 35 or whatever age he is, and he's probably going to remarry, and he's going to have other kids. And if he he's like, you know, the Irish twins, he'll have like 13 and 13 years. And all you have to do is get one male out of the whole bunch. And and not that there's a chance that that could happen where they'll all be daughters, but there's still a, there's a damn good chance that one of them is going to be a male. So you would think he would hope to be next in line, but still use common sense and say it's possibly not going to be likely. But he's again, he's he's been given a taste and he wants more. Right, right. He's like, yeah. So he, you're asking, he, you're asking. You said you don't know why, and I'm saying that's probably yeah. why. So, Mike, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. That, that's true. Yep. Uh, he, he, his, his wants of power cloud his judgment, and so he, he continues to think. Uh, you know, precedent has showed that all the the boy children either die or they keep on being girls or miscarriages or whatever so he has kind of probably convinced himself that he is going to be the king even though in all honesty you know that it's not going to happen and i think here is why he's now fooling with phenerics is because this is his way to get into the king to become king without having to do a war is if he can marry his niece well, that would be certainly one way to do it, but I think the bigger thing for him is just causing chaos. Well, if, he can't, if he can't have it, he's going to create a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he's just try, he's throwing everything against the wall, which is uh, the, the father will say, okay, you can marry my daughter or, or your, your niece, or what the hell's going on here in Cosmo Chaos? And or way, be, what's behind door number two? <laughs> and it go. is funny in a way that, I mean, when we know what the Targaryen's history is, that Viserys seems unhappy because, I mean, they seem, their gig seems to be about keeping it in the family. Um, <laughs> so it is kind of interesting that he is so upset about it. Well, because right. he seems like a decent Targaryen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but also it's a matter of that she's damaged goods now, and um, that's going to make it harder for him to marry her off into something viable. Um, that would be a good alliance situation. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know, I'm not I'm not trying to come on down as. Uh, as anti-female here, but you know, when the whole point, the benefit you have is, you know, that you're supposed to be there to provide heirs. Um, you want to make sure that any heirs that are produced are yours 
So marrying her off when she could end up being with child, and it might not be the child of whoever she's she's going to be betrothed to, that's just going to complicate the situation. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. I mean, and that 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 just that's just looking at it from a very cold blooded practicality, not necessarily. And, and it's an absolutely. If it sounds creepy to put it that way, yes, yes, it is very creepy, but that is how they look at those things. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and again, we're we're talking about um, uncle niece, not you know, like royalty of Europe where they're like third or fourth cousins or something, you know. Yeah, but well, the Targaryens have had brothers marry sisters. Yeah. So this is. <laughs> Like the whole point. Well, of and it's kid. funny because she talks about how the guy she's that kid is her cousin. I mean, it's not that far off a cousin from an uncle. Yeah. Yeah. The kid. The kid at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The black. black the one she friend. agrees to marry at the, at the end there. Oh yeah, yeah. The Valerian. Yeah. yeah oh, she yeah, tells right. Allison, "Well, he's my cousin." <laughs> yeah, he is because his his mother is first cousins to. The kid, right? So, right. I mean, how much different is that? Well, second cousin, and look, I understand it's it's the uh, first cousin, but, one removed. But it, yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, there actually is a bit of a difference genetically. It's which which is weird, yeah, but um, but I mean, but yes, just a social social culturally, I, and again, creepy. not everybody's saying what a what a wonderful thing it is that the Targaryens boink each other. Um, <laughs> That's that's kind of at least by the time we catch up to him in Westeros, one of the reasons you're not supposed to like him uh, in in uh, yep. sorry in Game of Thrones time. But yeah, whatever. It's um, it's possibly what caused their madness, right? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. Too much dragon blood. Yeah. <laughs> not enough <laughs> dragon blood. <laughs> so anyhow. So what did we think about, other than the fact that you couldn't see shit, what did you think about the the walk through the through the town? Uh, uh, skeezy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what they were trying to do. Were they trying to do one of those psychedelic type things that we've seen in movies back in the day? Or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just thought it was unnecessarily lengthy and and somewhat boring believe it or not i did too i thought it was boring and the whole little scene (laughs) where where they see the play reminded me of the movie caligula with malcolm mcdowell that didn't help me well and and also they also it also reminded me of aria when she watched yeah yeah so so it was just like hey you know we've seen this uh, done better. Yes, that's exactly what I said. We've seen it a thousand yeah. times where the common people are complaining about their rulers, so it seemed kind of cliche as well. Well, I think part of it is this is obviously, as because they have brought it up in past episodes, that uh, Rhaenyra, she's, she's led a sheltered life, right? right. And um, we've had that conversation in the previous episode with uh, Sir Christian of the Long Dung, uh, about how you know a lot of people would would be happy to to be in her position, um, and she just doesn't quite get it. And so this is a, but this is a chance to expose her to the other side of life. And I think there's a that that well, that nice little scene where she 
steals the food from somebody without realizing it. Yeah. And, and, and the, and Tim you know, that's four coppers. We pay for our stuff around here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not in the castle grounds where you own everything and, you know, you can take what you want. Um, and it, it, that makes perfect sense. But it's the idea of exposing her to more of life and the whole and he brings her to that show where she can see the people don't like you. Yeah. Um, and possibly again, I can, I can gain this in a, in a couple of ways, but it possibly in his mind to convince her that she needs to find a, a husband to solidify her claim to the throne. And boy, wouldn't it be nice if she had a Targaryen to marry. <laughs> Um, that may be where he's going with that. Um, but yeah, but then her eyes end up being opened up in a way that I don't think he was expecting. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think, I think for me, it was long. It, it was made longer by the fact that I couldn't see what was going on through a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and, and then we don't get a whole lot new there. And I think they could have maybe cut to the chase, maybe to the brothel or added some other things in there to make it, uh, a different experience or to, to, to give her more experiences along those lines, which would also have made it more entertaining for us as the audience. And I'm wondering if I just had been able to see better and started going, what, what, what was who? Huh? If I wasn't doing that the whole time, I might have. Maybe it would have felt like it was going faster. I don't know. I wasn't squinting at the screen the whole time. Yeah, it didn't work for me. That's for sure. There are yeah. the aspects you brought up are definitely good aspects of it, but because of everything else, brought it down for me. So it just didn't work when it comes down to it. And again, the mystifying thing being that they've done this before. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. There well, was and that's why the whole episode felt like a retread so much, you know? I mean, it was just, yeah. So, and like I said, we, I, yeah. I know this goes back to at least, I mean, I'm sure it's been done before. I, I know it from uh, Henry V, where he yeah. goes and, and before the Battle of Agincourt. Um where he tours the battlefield. So I've seen it before, or I don't have a problem with the fact that they, that they do something like this with her. Uh, I, I just, um, don't know that they went any place. Well, they do get someplace, but they take too long getting there. And the journey yeah. along the way, wasn't that interesting. And even the, like, I, it took me a minute, like really on a rewatch to figure out what was going on. I mean, I knew what they were doing in the, the brothel and the, and the orgy. Uh, I wasn't that clueless. But just the idea that he he couldn't perform, I was like, was like, because I was so trying to see what was going on. Uh, but right. yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's thrown by the fact that she's she's into it, and um, you know, and it also again makes some sense. She's finally giving in to her desires as her father told her to uh, just a few hours ago. <laughs> No, no, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, it is and, and, and then, of course, she ends up going where we all knew she was going 
from the moment we could see her thighs get sweaty in the tournament in the first episode. Yep. Um, and ends up banging Sir Christian Cole. And, of course, here's the problem. What is she going to say? Yep. No, no, I didn't fuck my uncle. I <laughs> fucked the guy who has taken a vow not to fuck anybody and instead has fucked the 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 uh, the heir apparent to the throne. I, I don't think that's going to turn out well for him. Well, and he didn't. He definitely wasn't like, no, 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 don't do that. He was he did not stop her at all. No, well, we did stop her, and yeah, it just took the the time of the armor to get off. It's probably the the delay, the worst part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which I got to be honest with you, didn't help the yeah. pacing of the episode. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I thought there was an interesting attention to detail, but really, <laughs> yeah. we couldn't have just uh, done like a Jamie Lannister and had it all like fall aside conveniently. Yeah. Or... <laughs> he has to just pull the one string. Boop, it's all gone. Done. Yeah, I'll uh... tell you, wedding dresses are no better. <laughs> Explain the wedding dress thing. I didn't get that. <laughs> Jenna's wedding dress is a pain in the ass to take off. <laughs> You didn't have like unless I was going to cut all the strings. It wasn't going to take like two minutes. It was like a fifteen-minute to twenty-minute process. So it just it just made it more that much more beautiful, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, there was a lot of problems with that whole scene, and oddly, that whole scene was not like a five-minute scene, but a 30-minute scene. Uh, from the darkness to drilling in a point that, okay, we get it, to just being boring. I don't know. Was... I, I will go back. I know this is off again, but... My one of my favorite sequences of the show this episode, aside from Otto getting de-handed, was Caraxes making a drive-by or fly-by and knocking the ship. That was great. yeah, that was weird. <laughs> well, well, was, 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 da- was Damon Damon on on yes, because yeah. he was flying. He yeah, was yeah. flying Caraxes so yeah. to the the keep. So it was like he, that- he was intentionally being a dick. Well, see, what that reminded me of is that uh, my brother-in-law, who lives around the corner from me, uh, when I when we first got married, my brother-in-law, when we were all 20 years younger, he doesn't do so, this anymore, had so a habit... Pam's, Pam's brother? Pam's brother. Had a habit of going up behind people he knew with his car and, and, and bumping their bumper. Like, what? at the light or something. Oh, that's, that's not good. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, he wasn't he wasn't hitting it like full speed. He was like, you know, one or two miles an hour just going bump. And this this kind of felt like that. Like he was going, hey, cuz, boom. Well, or niece, whatever. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter that you got a head wound or anything. Hey, just saying hi. Because she flew against the ship pretty hard. 
Yeah. yeah. But she got up and she had a yeah. smile. Oh, that Damon, he's so tricky. Well, yeah, there you go. Right, that's it. And so, and so they've right. This isn't coming out of nowhere. They've established the relationship between the two. Think of the the egg scene, right? So they've yeah. established the tight relationship between the two. They've long established the relationship within the Targaryens. Right. Yes. So. And, and, so, and he's a bad boy, and she's the type that probably goes after bad boys. Yeah. So, so uh, well, she hasn't gone after anybody. That's the whole thing. Is that right. the, And we know the only one she really has eyes for was Christian Cole. Oh. Except now, the, the, you know, you take that... Um, she has that love for her uncle, and it doesn't take a lot when you put her in, though, I don't know what her thoughts were, like her most private thoughts in her, in her bath. I have no idea what was going on there. But you take her and you put her in that, in, in that situation with a whole bunch of naked bodies writhing around her, you know, and she's having this feeling of liberation going on. And this person she's already feeling affection for, even if it wasn't necessarily romantic, although maybe it was, I have no idea. Yeah, I could see how, how it wasn't hard to just twist that that emotion in in a little, you know one or two notches to get it to be, you know, be something that you'd get on Pornhub. And um, <laughs> had you, you know, been drinking it all during the night too? Because that could have been part of it. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think it's just the fact that she was passionate. She was alive. She was awakened in a lot of ways. That she's not. That she's been burdened by by duty and responsibility. And this is the first time she's literally free of all of her, her burdens. She thrills at the fact that she's somehow, you know, she's identified as a boy. So she doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, of being treated differently in her mind. Uh, so that, that gives her a, a certain liberty she's never had before. And she can run around the streets. Of course, again, uh, there, there are negatives. She hasn't learned what it's like to not bathe in, in, in a year. No. And, to have to, and to have to wipe your ass with your own hand instead of somebody else's. Um, or but, pay for stuff, <laughs> or pay for things, and get a job, and 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 eat rat or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that you know she does, she hasn't lived the downside of the commoner life, which Arya did have to do, right? Yes. <laughs> um, she she only got to experience it as a tourist. Um, but I can see where that's now just unleashed her, all of her inhibitions, uh, and. And, and that's where it goes. So it well, and it's going to be bad for Christian Cole because A, she's either going to want it all the time now, or B, she's got it from him now. And so that's she's going to become so bad for Christian Cole. She's going to become totally disinterested in him. So either way, it's going to be bad for him. Yeah, because then she can hold it over, right? If something goes down the line or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just, I, mean I don't it's think there's anything else. I mean, this isn't a, a rivalry relationship, so I don't think she's going to hold anything over him. No. Uh, unless, you know, but... Uh, but we don't know what know. circumstances could change, right? Like, that's that's something that could come back to... Well, to and he him. could really care about her at this point, so that could come a problem. Well, I, <laughs> I get the sense that he does. Yeah. Um, and I get the sense that if she really could pick anyone to marry, it would be him. Uh, I think most of it... But just, I think, because of their difference in station, he's completely off the board. Right. So, um, I, again, I have no idea how the book plays out, but I could easily see, you know, where uh, her uh, her romance with him ends up causing real problems down the road. 
where where she ends up sort of like you know in a in a marriage the way that Cersei did, where she's she's sleeping with the king but fucking her brother. In this case, she could be sleeping cuckolding with, the king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she could be cuckolding her 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 uh, uh, her little sea snake, <laughs> and um, you know, while she she's banging her uh, her king's guard on the side or queen's guard on the side. Well, and she might be figuring, you know, he's young. I'll be able to manipulate him however I want. Um, so that might be why she agreed so readily at the end there. I don't even know how, like, if she's even that level of, of intrigue. But the first inkling we really have of her having that sort of political savvy is this episode. I don't think she's ever given it much thought. But she knew that Hightower was doing stuff that could piss her dad off, and she had that just sitting there waiting. <laughs> no, probably she's think like, okay, I've been fucked. I mean, you know what I mean. Yes. Right. She she she's been betrayed. Somebody tattled. Um, and 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 she kind of is is angry, and she's like kind of thinking, who did this? Why do they do this? And I think it's the first time she's kind of forced to put herself in that position and she nails it or seems yep. to. Yeah. Um, and even if we don't know exactly what caused it this time, meaning how, uh, how much this was happenstance and good, good fortune for, for Hightower, for lack of a better term, in terms of discovering this and how much of it was the fact that he had been following her the whole time. Yeah. Her, her, her instinct is right in a way that the Kings hasn't been. Yeah. Right. She sees things clearly where Viserys doesn't um, and and pushes him into into action. And they make that deal. Hey, you you bang the sea snake's son. And I'll and I'll dump the uh, I'll dump the hand of the cake. Well, and what's interesting is that's exactly what Hightower was doing to everyone else. So he just got his own medicine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it was funny too, seeing because it's it, Viserys has shown oh, I mean, moments. That's, that's, what are you saying, Phil? Oh, I must have had a delay. Oh, uh, I, I was just gonna say that the um, the the characters, as Mike mentioned, were all, or maybe it was you, Barrett, that the, they're all trying to outplay each other to be as closest to the king. Um, you know, and so that, you know, that's all I was going to say. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't come out as good as I thought or part of the so conversation due to the delay. But anyway, go on, Sean, please go. Ahead. No, the thing I was just going to say is that we've seen moments of where, like, because most of the time we're seeing Viserys being, having troubles making a decision and trying to please everyone. But we've had these moments of fire that Viserys has. Where, the problem with it is it's all reactive, right? Yeah, that's the problem is that he doesn't, it's not proactive yeah he's um, just re- and only when someone else brings it to his attention does he take care of his problems right well and, and plus a lot of his problems uh are related to his family and that's he's true not, you know and he's not the type to to arrest them and, and throw them into the prisons and execute them or anything like that <laughs> and so, he does say that to her right he does say you are my political problem right now yeah, yeah, and, and it's true. They, they, his whole yeah. family, his daughter and his brother, are his two biggest problems. They keep putting him in a bad position. 
Yeah, yeah. And I can imagine either, that a royal family could have such uh, internal strife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you know, the, these people are lucky that the king is isn't a, a mass dictator. You know, because they other. If it was Kim Jong Il, he's killed his own brothers. So you know, it's it's, it's just how it is. You know, so it's uh, interesting. He's a good guy. He's trying to be a good guy. Yeah, the problem is, yeah. And he got he has a, a jerk brother. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, anything else that we wanted to bring up about this episode? Well, so this is going forecasting into the future, right? Uh, so it's the, looking in the future. So you're going to have the problem of. Now, Alicent has lost her one reliable ally in the court, yeah, however yeah. much of an ally her father was. Um, and, I, and we don't know where Otto is going. Is he going to run away or does he just go back to normal life and, not, you know, and, and be unharmed? I, don't, I have no idea how it works. But anyway, continue, Mike. Uh, but also, the uh, say what you will about Otto. Otto was looking out for 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 his family's interests, but that also meant that he was a check on um, on Damon's interests. And so Damon's rival is now out of the court. We don't know where Damon is going because he's been exiled by the king again. Um, and that might make him dangerous. Is he finally going to go try to father a bastard of his own? Or maybe actually have sex with his actual wife. That that would be novel. Um, or just wait for her to die is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, there's a lot. And, of course, if you paid attention, the king's wounds are, are continuing. Yep. Right, you saw all sorts of, of scars and scabs all over his body um, in a couple of points this episode. So... You know, who knows where the king's health is going to be. And uh, I have it on good authority. There probably will be a significant time skip after next episode. After yeah, next episode or in when we get to the next episode? Episode five is when we have another time skip because I think we have the change in the actresses. Right. So next episode the is the last episode of this Alicent and uh, Rhaenyra. Okay. Oh. So the, and that's when we get... Uh, Olivia Cook, who comes in to play Allison uh, in episode six, then. Interesting. I guess, yeah. yeah. So that's that's going to be... Now, I don't know how significant a time jump that is. But it has to be fairly significant, I would think. Yeah, right. I would think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know how old the actor actresses are that are playing Allison and Veneris now, but I think Allison, I mean, Olivia Cook, I think she's around 25 or so. Um, and I don't, I don't know who's playing the, the older Veneris or Veneria or whatever her name is. Um, and how did you hear that, Mike, that on uh, good authority? Uh, it was just from 
uh, for some of the reviewers that I look at that I know that they've gotten screeners ahead of time. Oh, yeah. And so they've known they they've said that they know this, this is the second to last episode of these um of, for these characters. Not right, these characters, okay. but these actresses. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So I think it's uh Emma Darcy who is the yep. the older Renera. Yep. And she's thirty. Okay. Right. So figure about a ten year jump then. Right, right. Yeah, and let me let me see how old Olivia Cook is exactly. Um, oh, where is it? Uh, Allison. Uh, Olivia Cook is uh twenty-eight. Yeah, so 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 they're both about the same age. So twenty-eight and thirty. So yeah, so it's about ten-year jump. You're absolutely right. Right, and yeah. I think Matt Smith is something like forty years old. Um, in real life. So, so yeah, that would be you're right. my yeah, guess. You're absolutely yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I think you're so, absolutely right. So that would make sense then for his character, right? So then now he would be his playing his real age yeah, without 39. having to recast him. Yeah. And then uh, Considine, uh that's the king, Patty Considine, he's 49. Well, I, I'm just guessing he may not survive the, the transition. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now I don't know if he's going to die in the next episode, but right. if he doesn't die in the next episode, then he he's going to die before we catch up to. Yeah, he's going yeah. to die yeah. off screen, or we will pick up ten years later with his death. Right, because he had more wounds this time in this episode than last time. Right, when, when he yeah. was in the bath and his back was covered. Right, so. Right. Yeah. So so if if he, yeah so even though Constantine is is one of the leads. He could be similar to Ned Stark, where he's a lead, but he's he's eliminated by the end of the, the first season. Yeah, by the end of the first season. Yeah, I don't see him coming out of the first season at all. Right, right. Because without, because he's the only one that's keeping the peace. I mean, even with all the problems that are going on, he's still strong enough to keep the peace. So once he's croaks, then everything's going to go to hell because everybody's going to be char- charging for the power. If I remember correctly, and, didn't, and, uh, was it... And, Baratheon died in like episode six in the first season. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, and and in this one here, if we're jumping ten years ahead, Egon and any other kids he has will be ten years older as well. Right. Right. So, so if we jump forward ten years, then you're going to see the new Egon is going to be probably thirteen, fourteen. Thirteen or fourteen, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. will be but old enough three, yeah. to press the claim. That's yep. Right. yep. And, and, and who's going to press this claim? Who's oh, going to press this claim? It's going to be Otto. If Otto's oh, still and, around. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or one of the other members of the court that, you know, that we may have only seen for five to ten minutes, like the Lannister guy or 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 somebody. You know, even, yeah, so who knows? It'll be curious. Well, someone's going to want to be the hand to the 14-year-old king. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everybody's yeah. going to want to be the hand to the fourteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's the that's the the key to the power at that, yep. that point. Yeah. Yeah, and Prince Aegon, uh, the kid that plays him, when you, in ten years from now, he's twenty-seven. Oh Tom, wow! Tom Glenn Carney. He looks young. I'll tell you that. Um, he looks. Look, 
uh, looks like he's like 22 or 23, but, but yeah, so he's going to be, um, coming in at the same time, probably, uh, even though he's supposed to be only 13 or 14, it's going to be a 28, seven year old. That's fine. He may, I wonder if there might be another time skip in there then. It's possible, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. but you know what though, it's weird though, because when they show him in the credits, they don't show his younger version, meaning they don't show the baby. So if they're not showing the baby and they're not showing a, a younger version, like a fourteen-year-old version, then I think they're just going to skip right to to, to uh, Egon being played by this Tom Glenn Carney guy. So maybe it'll be a t- Maybe it'll be more than a 10-year skip. Maybe, I don't know. It's a good question. Or, or they're just okay with, with a 20, you know, like they do with horror films, having a 20-something-year-old playing a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah maybe he's what. like a Michael J. Fox that looks 10 years younger than he really is. That, that's exactly right. That's what he, he is. He, he looks much younger than he really is. And, um, and again, like I said, horror films, you know, you have, have 25-year-olds playing high school kids, you know. So they just have this guy playing... Uh, that role, so yeah. interesting. Uh, and then there's there's another brother too. Uh, uh, well, that, let's get into spoilers. So, so actually, actually at this point, I think they already have the second bond, right? The second son at this point. I don't even remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 She was taking care of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the second one. So that was uh, Armand, Prince Armand, the second Amen, son of yeah. King. Amen, thank you. Prince, second son of King Viserys and Queen Alison, nephew to Prince Damon and half brother of the Princess Rhaenyra. Yeah, so, uh, and and that one they have uh, a youngster listed here, played by Leo Ashton, portrays young Eamon or Eamon, and uh, someone named Ewan Mitchell plays the older, but uh, he's he's not cast. And enough things to have his own page to get his page. Uh, anything else? Oh, oh, oh! There's a, there's a, um, there's a daughter too. But anyway, a second daughter. Um, all right. So, uh, anything else anybody wanted to talk about on this episode? All right. I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, so, I guess we'll give our final thoughts on the episode. So, let's start with you, Barrett. Yeah, my thoughts have not changed. Uh, I think this episode was filmed too dark for one of the portion for about half of it. Um, I thought that it was just kind of a retread of themes that we've already been through. Um, and it just was not the best episode. It did not hold my attention. And I'm hoping the next episode does a better job. All right, sounds good. Uh, I won't add anything more than that because everything you said is the exact same thing I would say. Uh, the only thing I'm, I will add, and again, this is just my opinion, um, is that this episode made me dislike the characters a lot more than I, I prior did. Um, so, and I don't know if that was intentional or if um, it's just how it is, but uh, it makes sense because I, I think they're they're trying to show some major problems coming up in the future and i don't think there is everybody is kind of going to be a villainous in, in this show i think so uh yeah uh, let's go with you mike yeah uh like i said for the the execution of the episode i thought was was not great um but there were a lot there's 
as with every episode, I think there's a lot that I like that happened here. And I think they added more nuance, more shading to, to some of these characters. Um, and they have, they did move the plot along. I think they could have knocked off, uh, at least, you know, five or 10 minutes to improve the pacing of the episode. And they could have certainly improved the lighting on the episode. Um, so while the execution wasn't great, I am happy for where the story is progressing to. And it's now ended up in, 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 I think, an interesting spot. And I am curious to see, you know, as every week, where we go next week. All right. Sounds good. I like I like what you had to say there, Mike. I would concur on all that, too. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. And we'll go with you now, Sean. Uh, so pretty much where Mike is, except that I will say the highlight for the episode was Suck It Auto. <laughs> Um, but, uh, otherwise I'm just looking forward to regaining the momentum of the first three episodes in episode five. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so once again, uh, you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and choose the contact us, uh, choice in the menu where a box will open up, just write house of the dragon in the subject. And we'll know it's for this podcast and we will read your email on the podcast uh so next week uh we're coming back to record on the 19th to release the episode on the 20th and uh, the episode that is going to air is going to be on uh september 18th and that one is actually already named they are named them all in advance unlike some television shows uh we light the way is what it's called um so that's uh the and it's directed by the same person but uh writer is not listed uh so that's pretty much it for that so uh with all that stated mike what i do so well thank you once again for listening to a decimation of dragons uh and listening to episode us uh, discuss episode uh four of season one uh king of the narrow sea tune in next week and we'll discuss the final fate of the younger versions of Renera and Allison.